Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Friday's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, we have another incredible show for you. This is now, I believe, my sixth show in a row. It has been a grandest week for content creation, especially if you are uh, doing your happy dance for being an Xbox gamer. It has been uh, one day after another with news after news after news. And yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had one of the biggest parts of the uh, Call of Duty story drop via um, Phil Spencer, uh, who is the head of Microsoft Gaming, his new title, his newly promoted title. And we're going to be breaking down what he said, what it actually means, and in the interim, how much trouble is Sony actually in if Microsoft decides to pick up their ball and take it and go home? And folks, I I, I think that uh, Sony knows they're in trouble. Uh, I have a quote from them. Uh, It was their first response since... The announcement, uh, it was a little snarky, it was a little bullish, and it was typical, um, you know, SB Sony in in their best way possible. Um, No congratulatory uh, comments whatsoever. Uh, And this is how you know that they are legitimately worried about their own platform. And uh, we're going to get into that, but we got to get into the introductions. Uh, And we're going to start first with Fuzzy Belvedere, who recently joined the podcast. Fuzzy. You're you're gonna have a lot to say. Oh yeah! Welcome to the program, brother. Thank you for having me, man. This is <laughs> the news is still reeling. Oh, it is. Man, it's, it, we definitely got a lot to talk about, but I, I'm not gonna take up too much more time. I'll let the others do their intro as well. But let's hop into it. Well, listen. Uh, let's let's get in, crispy bomb, crispy. Uh, you and I, you know. First of all, I don't know if you've been on any of the shows and had an opportunity to, you know, give your opinion. I I cannot wait to hear what your, you know, what your overall, uh, you know, <clears throat> opinion is and expectations of this. But more specifically, what to, uh, you know, to what Phil Spencer had to say. Uh, welcome to the program, brother. Oh, great to be here. I got my coffee. I I am amped up. I mean. Come on, it, dude. We've we've been stomped on for too long, man. Yep. Like, like this is it. Like now, it's like, dude. Like, what do you got to say? What kind of BS are you gonna bring up now? Like, it, dude, you gotta you gotta love that Phil has just destroyed all narratives. Like, yeah. he literally in one one you know you know period of time of him building this, he's building a monster, and and the monster is now like you know a kaiju. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like it, it really is. Crazy, it it so. is definitely Godzilla coming uh, up on land and just destroying everything in his path. There's no doubt about it. So I'm just looking forward to this conversation because I mean I could just talk about this all day. I feel like. <laughs> well, listen, we can't we can't wait to hear uh, about it. And welcoming back to the program, he had to take a bit of a sabbatical. Uh, I can't not wait to get his opinion on this. He has been away from the show for a couple of weeks, but here he is back for you again, live on the air. VJ, my brother, welcome back to the program, and you come back at the most perfect timing, uh, seeing that Microsoft basically just uh, threw down the gauntlet on the entire industry, and legitimately, there are people in Sony 
actually worried about this. Good morning. How you doing? I'm really well. Thanks, Boom. And uh, I just want to say thanks for having me back on the show. And I just want to say good morning to everybody. And um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I'm always interested to get your opinion from it simply because you've, you've, you know, if you don't know who VJ is and his, uh, his legacy within the industry, he has seen gaming from both sides of the coin. Uh, he's seen it at, in retail and development. And of, and of course, the other side being a fan of gaming. Uh, so he is here. Uh, we are expecting Dreadpool to drop in momentarily. Because uh, I know he's going to have a lot to say on this. We're also going to be getting uh, BitCloud Gaming. Hopefully he will be here. He was here yesterday. I sat down with both him and Mr. Badbit, two of the most well-represented and uh, well-spoken PlayStation uh, gamers that I personally know. And uh, they uh, they sat down with me yesterday, and we had an incredible 90-minute conversation of what this deal meant through a PlayStation gamer's point of view if you missed that i would uh highly recommend you go and check that out that is uh, a vod right now on my channel we already have 200 people here and we're only five minutes into the show the first thing i want to do is i want to welcome in everybody uh, if you are finding the channel for the first time um i want to uh, ask that you consider not only hitting the like button because that's super important but consider subscribing uh double barrel gaming as of this morning is 153 subscribers away from 10k that is a big deal this is a number i've been chasing since last year um i thought i was going to get it into in, you know hopefully get it because nothing is guaranteed in in content creation uh, by the first quarter and because of this news and because i've been doing so many shows the people have responded and uh in the last uh i don't know uh 28 days according to the stats i have over 600 new subscribers that's that's amazing that's the most the channel has ever seen in its history and it's only been a uh, been around for about four years uh but look we're going to get it right into it. We're going to rip the Band-Aid right off and go right into what Phil Spencer had to say yesterday. Uh, and it's, uh, it's listen, you know, Phil is a man uh, that has logistically turned the entire gaming industry on its ear. And, you know, obviously when we say Phil Spencer – we understand that this is a this is an organization that has a, an incredible amount of layers. So it's not just Phil pulling the strings, but we go to Phil because he is the head of Xbox, and um, we know that he had something very interesting to say yesterday. And I want to I want to pull that up because I, I think it's very important to the conversation that we are going to have. Uh, you know, Call of Duty is one of those franchises that when you say it, um, it, it's, you know, it invokes some sort of a response. Now, whether you are a huge Call of Duty fan or you are not, you know, the, the idea that Microsoft is the platform holder of this one i mean the, the, first of all they they have over i th i think in activision's history and I, and and i got this information thanks to Kayasante, they have published and produced 900 games in its history going all the way back to the atari 2600 900 and three over 300 of those games are ips that microsoft currently owns 
But let's get into exactly what sent uh, shockwaves once again through the entire industry. And we're going to break down what it meant, uh, what Phil Spencer actually meant. And here was his response. He tweeted this yesterday at 4.15 Eastern Standard Time. It currently has now 156.8 thousand likes. It has 7,622 quoted tweets and 17,000 point, almost 18,000 retweets. And this is his, uh, his, his response. He says, had good calls this week with the leaders at Sony. I've confirmed our intent to honor all of the existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of the industry, and we value our relationship. Um, well, you know, I'm going to, Fuzzy, we had a chance to talk, uh, and we're going to get your opinion on this, and we're going to be talking about this, folks. This is this is probably going to run the entire show because there's a lot of, there's a, with that small statement, there really is a lot to dig into. Crispy. I want to go to you first because we haven't had a chance to publicly talk about this deal. Uh, and I and before we get to what Phil Spencer says, I, I want to get your raw, crispy reaction to what this actually means for Xbox gamers, PlayStation gamers, and the industry in a, 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 a you know as a whole. What 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 are you, what are your thoughts on this deal? What were your thoughts when you heard this? So uh, I was like right on point. I, I popped into Twitter. I was at work and I was like, I was like, oh, let's see what's going on on Twitter. And I was like, Xbox Wire. Wait, what? I was like, uh, nah, this, this ain't right. You know what I mean? And I, I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm, I'm like, oh, man, this this is really happening. Like Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard. Like I was like, I know it's not finalized, but I was like, holy, sh you know, and I'm like, all right, now what is going to happen? You know, like, how are they going to approach this? Like, my, my mind just started going crazy. I was like, you know, it, are they going to make Call of Duty exclusive? Like, what what are they going to do now? Like, you got you got all these IPs that haven't been touched because, like, they basically have just been a, a Call of Duty machine at this point. You know what I mean? And, and it's kind of crazy that, you know, they have so many IPs that are just sitting there doing nothing at this point. And, I, I mean, my, my thoughts were just like, Sony's got to play ball now. They got to play ball. And, you know, I'll tell you, the, the fanboys, you guys, you got to stop. I mean, it, it, the narrative's done. You know, it, it's time to, you know, hope that Microsoft's like, yeah, you know, we don't want Sony to go anywhere. We know, you you know, you need your Call of Duty fix or, you know, we got other IPs that we can keep. I mean, that's what you can hope for. Um, we're going to get into his tweet, but. I, it was just it was something that I just didn't expect, but I also am happy for those developers. I was really like, wow, this is really good for them. And I saw a lot of devs that are working for them currently that are like probably were thinking I'm going to leave and I think they're going to stay now. Yeah. Um. And, and that's that's the biggest and most important thing to me personally, because, you know, the culture there is so negative that, you know, I know Kotex still there. We know that. But. As far as we know, as soon as this deal's done, he's going to take his payday and he's going to walk away. Yep. So 
that that is important. I get I get you don't want the guy to see money or nothing like that, but at the end of the day, the guy's gone. You know, Phil is going to be the head of everything. So, you know, if there's any issues, I know Phil is just going to be like, uh, what's going on here? He's going to be yep. asking questions. So there's a lot of things that are so good for this. Um, and, and gamers get to win because like we can, we're going to get into these IPs that are just been just sitting there doing nothing and they're great and amazing. And, and so, you know, so long ago that they came out that you can literally, you know, it's a brand new game, which is just crazy. So I just, I, I loved it. I was like, this is just awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, uh, one of the things that I keep seeing on the socials that is uh, frustrating, uh, frustrating, it's annoying. I don't understand uh, how a narrative can be for one and not the other. So let me reiterate what I'm talking about. This deal is so monumental and so big that I think that there are still people that are sitting back in their chair saying, I, I don't believe I'm actually saying these words because it doesn't even seem feasible. Uh, and the things I keep seeing is, um, well, you know, it's not fair for the millions of PlayStation owners X game this. And and, and let me let me break it down. I'm, I'm not going to attack anybody. We don't do that on this show. We have good thorough conversations that when we need to get a little edgy, we will. But for the most part, we stay streamlined. And I'm actually quite tired of this narrative. Uh, did anyone forget that one of the biggest Star Wars games in the history of, the, of, of any game ever made in Knights of the Old Republic has been locked up as a Sony exclusive? Do we know how long that exclusive is, Crispy? I don't. Nope. But I guarantee you it's probably 24 months because all you have to do is look at the history. What has Sony done with Forspoken? And what have they done with Final Fantasy 16? And is uh, um, Fuzzy, uh, did, you, did you check your downloads and see that Final Fantasy 7 finally released on the Xbox? Well, that's still not there. Yeah, so let's, let, let's, let's stop playing the violins for Sony. Because they are very manipulative and they know what they're doing. Okay? This deal is exactly what Crispy just said. It's going to keep them honest. And now they have to play ball. Now they have to play by the rules. This, this uh, bullish Sony of we could do what we, whatever we want because we're the market leaders is over. That's done. Yeah, but. and it's it's crazy because if you think about it, you know what what Xbox has just done is just shown the entire industry that they're not playing anymore. Like yes. they are legit. They yeah. like if you thought Zenimax, nah, they ain't playing. Like they will they will buy EA, bro. Like that's that's what we're talking about here. So I'm just saying, like this is this is huge, and it's perfect timing because you know Activision Blizzard needs needs some new new overseers as we like to call it they need somebody new in there and and really let's bring out some stuff that's really cool yeah yeah i mean we're, we're gonna get into the potential of what could come uh to the platform as exclusive ip uh that has a chance to be reborn after potentially sitting cold uh for decades uh pitfall 
seems to be one of the biggest ones um, that, you know, remember a couple of years ago when uh, Phil Spencer was talking specifically about Nathan Drake and, uh, and Uncharted, which is an amazing series. I, I mean, again, it's, it, it's, what, what could you say? It's, it's exactly what I love Sony for. Um, and Phil specifically said, well, we don't have an IP like that. Well, they kind of do now. Yep. Right. I mean, we haven't seen Pitbull, Pitfall in, in in literally decades. It would be pretty incredible to see uh, someone like a Crystal Dynamics, let's just say, if if they wind up, you know, becoming first party, which I still think they are. Hey, here, here, Crystal D. You know, you made only the best Tomb Raider in the history of the series. Here's Pitfall. Reimagine it. Could you imagine yeah. what a what, what a modern Pitfall? With a Nathan Drake esque Tomb Raider type of uh, world to play in, how incredible that would be! Sure, it's, it wouldn't be for for years, but it would be something that um, you know Phil would want. As a matter of fact, he sat down with the Washington Post, I believe, and he had some pretty interesting things, really fun things to say about this acquisition uh, that we're going to be talking about on Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know what? What? What exactly he said? Uh, but uh, let Fuzzy. I, I want to bring you into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, this quote. This one quote, like many things that Phil Spencer says, uh, was certainly uh, taken and run with uh, last night, uh, and there were a multitude of opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I had people because I, I was taking calls half the half the evening. Uh, and discussing what we were going to talk about today on today's show, what we're going to be talking about on next week's shows, uh, but specifically from a lot of opinions on what it actually meant. Yeah. Some people are in the camp that says, no, no, that, that Call of Duty is staying. It, 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 it's, it makes too much money uh, for Xbox. To, uh, you know, they have to recoup this, you know, on near $70 billion. They, they, you know, <laughs> we're, 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 they're poor. Right. So they so they have to get this money back. Otherwise, they're going out of business. Um, (laughs) What does this actual statement mean to you? Now, I'm a bit torn because I I think part of it is cryptic intentionally because they want to make sure this goes through. Correct. Um, They're going to have some challenges from the Senate to make sure they're on the up and up. the Senate likes to have hearings. They're not looking at the bigger picture as far as the work environment being improved or anything along those lines. They're just more concerned about uh, the, the the M word monopoly, even though this <laughs> which is really... the most, you know, do me. A, we were having an, an incredible green room conversation <laughs> and just do me a favor for mm-hmm. context, just in case people are in the audience. We have almost 500 people here, which is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't understand what the what the deal is. Is this a monopoly? You know, they have potentially. I believe that the number right. is thirty eight studios, including mm-hmm. there's a couple of support ones. Explain to explain to the folks what we were talking about when you when you mentioned Embracer Group and what they're sitting. <laughs> well, Embracer Group, they're somewhere north of ninety. So yes. um, it it it's. It's funny to bring up the monopoly word, um, considering they're thir- in third place uh, in revenue as far as the uh, the gaming industry itself. Even with an acquisition of Activision Blizzard, they're still going to be in third, at least on the initial. Once the paperwork is cleared, from there, you know, capitalism they can 
do what they want to do to be able to, you know, climb their way up that ladder. But as far as Monopoly, they're not going to be big enough to make it hard for either a startup, although that that's still a bit of a long shot, or they're not going to make it impossible for those already existing in the market. I think the big thing is, in all honesty, if Amazon really wants to dip more than just their toe in it, they can. Google's already a little little gun shy after the seeing the seven billion dollar expense <laughs> for Bethesda, but they they always like if it's not make a profit right off the bat without having to spend money. Google's that type of company that uh, they don't they don't see the value in it. But the monopoly aspect, I, I think a lot of his phrasing is to make it appear that they're going to play ball in a manner that is not going to be detrimental to the industry. I don't think they're going to try to be detrimental to the industry to begin with, just for the fact that competition breeds a better environment. Like if you obliterate your competition, sure, you'll you'll make all of that money on the on the, the short term. But in the long term, you're eventually going to have a bigger fish out there to knock you off your pedestal type of deal. Or you're going to wind up having it where other things eat or erode from inside. So. They're not looking to, you know, wipe out Sony. Are they looking to, you know, step toe to toe? Sure. Yes. And this is a way for them to do it if they keep Call of Duty as far as the, you know, main storyline ones as an exclusive. But it, it's hard to navigate his his wording on this. Like if you look at Bethesda, similar wording was said. You know, they're not going to rip people from the communities and blah, blah, blah. And we saw how that went, where is, if it's an item that already exists out there on those platforms, the current iterations of those games, they're not going to, you know, delist them or anything along those lines. They're going to continue to support them, like your Fallout 76, like your Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Online. They're going to continue to support those. But the new IPs or new iterations of, like, let's say, Wolfenstein and such, those are going to wind up being exclusive. When you look over at, um, with Activision Blizzard, I mean, to me, the first thing, and and this is, I guess, the unknown. I, I'm hearing that Sony had like a contract up to 2024 as far as the marketing Correct. rights. Yes. So that at least guarantees that if they honor that, that it will stay on there up to at least 2024. Beyond you know, that, let, let, know. if you don't mind, I want to jump in for a hot second because what yeah. I want to do is I want to bring up that statement directly from SIE. Uh, hmm. Uh, and they issued a statement. And, and, you know, one of the things that I have to say that I absolutely love about Microsoft um, is how they are the first for congr congratulatory uh, tweets. We've seen it happen with Sarah Bond, Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, Larry Herb, Matt Booty. We've, we've always seen that. Now, Sony does have a few. Um, Shu happens to be my, one of my favorite Sony employees. I absolutely love that man. Um, he is, you ever, you ever listen to him speak? He's amazing. And he's one of the first to always get out there and take a picture of him playing a Forza or Halo. He does things like that. So he's, he's one of the good guys. Yeah. Well, I want to, I, I pulled an article from Forbes, Forbes.com. It's written by uh, Paul Tassie, who is a senior contributor there. He's been writing there for years. Um, and, um, and, and this, again, very, very business, very, very short, 
almost it's like, you know how you can read, I don't want to read into it, but I'm saying that when someone writes you something on Twitter, sometimes it could be a miscued. It happens all the time, right? This to me seems like someone wrote this and was annoyed that they had to write it. It simply says this. We expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are our map multi-platform, end quote. That to me seems like they're mad. That also seems to me like they're concerned. Like Sony legitimately is concerned, but please continue. Yeah, when it, when it comes to like things like Warzone, I would expect that that's going to remain. And that to me seems very commonsensical. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 if you make the mainline ones, like let's say after 2024, and it, another thing, and, and a few people have mentioned in the chat, like uh, Fun Speculation had mentioned, maybe they move off of the annual release, and that's a way to kind of you know shorten that. I, I hate, I hate to I hate to say this, but Jason Schreier, who is a pompous ass and <laughs> has me blocked, by the way, I'm I'm part of that list, everybody, which is fine. <laughs> uh, he just wrote. That uh, he believes, and you know, he's he is who he is, folks. Mm -hmm. He did write, and uh, and I think there are a lot of people that have uh, uh, reiterated his sentiment: is that uh, Call of Duty is no longer going to be uh, yearly. I don't even think it's going to be bi-yearly. I, I think it's probably going to uh, go back to a three-year cycle. Yeah. And and the reason why they can do that is because of Warzone. Exactly. Yeah. They can just continue to add content to that and, and then focus on a mainline story aspect of, of a Call of Duty and allow these dev teams to get their creative juices flowing type of deal as opposed to burning them out, you know, burning at both ends of the candlestick type of deal. But, um, you know, the mainline story stuff, I could see after the contractual obligations yes. um, going, you know, exclusive. Now, I'm... At, just like with the Bethesda deal, they can't come out and say that. No one on Activision side can say that. No one on Microsoft side can say that. Yeah, they have to kind of wait until the ink is dry, and then they have the keys to the building type of deal. But to me, it would make sense that after those obligations, you have something like Call of Duty, at least the the campaign aspect, in Game Pass as a an exclusive. Any multiplayer stuff that expands from that is what you would see in the war zone aspect, you know, for others to play on other platforms. And then there's the, you know, the nuclear option of having, you know, game pass on PlayStation, which, you know, this now gives Microsoft it, a lot more leverage. It does. It, it, it definitely gives them the weight, but I still say that'll never happen because <laughs> they still haven't launched project Spartacus. Like yeah. they want to launch their own service. And here's the thing. If you are Sony, the reason why I believe that you don't, you never see Xbox Game Pass at least now or in the in the remote future on your on your on your platform is because Microsoft is putting their 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 best wares in their day and date. And uh, from a report from Bloomberg that I pulled from one of the X vlogs I did uh, this week, um. Their first party, all of their SIE first party games are not dropping into this service day and date. That's so your competitor is going to release their best wares in a service that's on your con on on your platform, and your own service is shit. I it, it's just, it's just it's not going to work, dude. 
yeah yeah it, it's it it's it's definitely a lot of unknowns or unanswerables at this point it is um, it is we're gonna again we're gonna be talking about this for months uh there there and this is all speculative like like we, yes. we're, we're we don't work for microsoft i certainly don't and <laughs> I, I i i'm only giving you we're only going to give you our opinions could we be wrong well a thousand percent we could be wrong yeah <laughs> yeah i i ultimately the way i look at things i wouldn't mind the end result being you know spartacus whatever form it takes appearing as an app on xbox and game pass appearing as an app on playstation i mean if that's what it has to come to i think that's better than the whole timed exclusive uh content like you see with the you know square square enix stuff and other stuff uh that PlayStation's done in the past, but that's just my take on it. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and it's a great take. Listen, uh, VJ, before we get you in on the conversation, I'll make sure no one else is here. Okay, uh, I, I got to I got to catch up some of the super chats. Been quite a few of them. And real quick, yesterday, as we close out the show, I missed this one uh, from Lazy Couch Gamer. He drops five uh, five pounds. Yes, for yesterday's show, he says Sony trying to turn players against Microsoft would backfire because it's uh, because it's petty and everyone with more than three brain cells will see that greetings from germany well greetings from new rochelle new york my brother thank you for the super chat then and i see that you dropped one today i want to get to that momentarily the first one of today though comes to us from our good friend sith lord he drops a two dollar super chat and says what if call of duty used the slip space engine that would (laughs) that would be pretty damn interesting um but I think that all of the engines that they're using, Cold Duty just works. So you see it on the screen. This is Cold War. Uh, this is last year's, um, and it still looks fantastic. Uh, Chaos Mike, not the drops, not one but two. Ten dollars super chats in the first one. He says, if you read, if you read between the lines, he said his desire is to have Call of Duty to stay on PlayStation. Keyword desire, indeed. That we're going to get to that. Uh, and the second one is uh, meaning get Game Pass on PlayStation, and you'll have Call of Duty. Um, he also. has a desire to get game pass on playstation indeed and uh jake jacob novick drops an outstanding i believe it's a five dollar super chat says i want to say i'm no lawyer uh but if call of duty is multi-plat uh or not uh is one uh one big factor in if microsoft gets a or b via court multi-plat uh, is not a yes, but an easier yes, and, and you you are you are correct in saying so. Um, Lazy Couch Gamer drops a five pound super chat and says this: the best take I have he uh, uh, I have uh, yet about Phil's tweet. I only see existing and keep not uh, not uh, and keep not future or bring new. Yeah, I, I mean those those are the, again keywords on, on what he said. Uh, Raiden Blade drops a two two dollar two pound super chat. Says Phil Spencer and Satya Nadala, uh, best for Xbox and Microsoft ever. Yeah, indeed, they've just been killing it. Uh, we also have uh, Robert Copeland drops an outstanding ten dollar super chat and says that, like everyone else, the key word here is desire. You can desire that things to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, but it takes two to tangle. Uh, and uh, it's up to Sony if Call of Duty stays on PlayStation, not Xbox. What is it worth to you, Sony? And we have another subject coming in from our good friend Gameonomics. It's a, uh, I believe it's a, a four, uh, 40 rubies. Well, thanks so much, brother. We definitely appreciate you being here. And, of course, being your generosity continues. 
He says it's not a monopoly. You need more than 50% of it. And he's talking about the market for it to be considered a monopoly indeed. Uh, VJ, look, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to get your opinion. But before we get your opinion, uh, middle-aged gamer guy who's someone that if you don't know who he is, you're missing out on some of the best skits on social media. Uh, he dropped something because, you know, he's a part of primetime gaming. Uh, he's there every week and he is a powerful voice and he has incredible uh, opinions. He dropped something uh, uh, in into uh, the, the our our DM that I that I want to read. Uh, and uh, it, it's it, it, it's really a, a, a math breakdown on how Microsoft actually doesn't need uh, PlayStation for call of duty to continue to make money now he gives he gives me this breakdown this came this comes to us from you slash boulder cast um and it and the title is the annual call of duty will not be on playstation here's some quick money math so this is the breakdown ladies and gentlemen Apparently, 13 million Call of Duty's cop Call of Duty copies sell annually on a PlayStation, which is ridiculously high. 13 million is a lot, uh, and he has it down here. And I think he's 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 going between uh, um, old gen and new gen. Fifty dollar, uh, fifty five dollars per unit sales, which uh, which which equals out to 715 million dollars per year. Now, platform holders, whether that be Xbox, whether that be Nintendo, or in this case, Sony, well, they, they normally take 25 to 40% of that revenue. If Sony were to take their, their cut for Microsoft's now-owned IP on a PlayStation, it would leave Microsoft with $479 million of the 715 that it made. Now, he breaks this down, and this is where it gets interesting. If you were to convert just 2.7 million PlayStation casual Call of Duty players to Xbox Game Pass, which would pay $180 yearly, that would that would get that would net Microsoft four hundred and eighty six million dollars per year. So basically, the math is they would get more than what was left from actually putting Call of Duty onto the PlayStation. And he has it down here as converting simply just two point seven million uh, players from from Sony's PlayStation. Well, I, I, I'm no mathematician, and I certainly don't have a, a crystal ball in front of me. But I can say that if you look at the last three years that I talked about uh, on the last X-Vlog I did, Call of Duty for PlayStation was the number one and number two selling last year, number one and number three selling in 2020, and number one selling in 2019. Call of Duty... Not Sony's first-party games, a third-party game. So when you consider that Warzone is probably going to stay where it is and not go anywhere, which, again, very much very similar to what's happening with Bethesda. Fallout 76, 
still continues to lead, to live on PlayStation, get the same updates that Xbox and, and PC are getting. Same thing with the Elder Scrolls Online. They just dropped a monster expansion that came to PlayStation and that, that uh, Xbox and PC. Well, Warzone, which is still have which would still be considered quote unquote having a Call of Duty on playstation will receive the same updates they'll get new skins they'll get new maps they'll get new guns new attachments and the game is going to continue to live and breathe and grow on a playstation but mainstay call of duty is more than likely going to say as an exclusive very similar to fallout 6 or the next doom or Starfield, for instance, I, I don't understand why this, this there, there's a question, there's even a doubt in this. But when you, VJ, when you hear this breakdown of the numbers, and you're a numbers guy, so you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Does Microsoft actually need PlayStation? And what are your thoughts on Phil's comments yesterday on um, Twitter? See, there's so many different ways to approach this, Boom. I could approach it from Sony's perspective. I could approach it from Xbox's perspective. So maybe I'll do Xbox this time around and maybe we'll get to do Sony later or, or, or another time. So I kind of listened to what everybody's been saying here because, believe it or not, I haven't, been, I haven't read a single thing about this. and I'm only just learning about it from the DM you sent me last night. So if I, if I take a sort of really high perspective here, just on Phil's comments, right, and and what my experience has been with Microsoft. If you if you want to understand the nature of Microsoft, which hasn't changed in the decades I've observed them, and you know, despite their sort of best sort of outwardly effort to, to paint a different picture, what lies beneath this pretense and and any pretense from any corporate corporation is 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 a ruthless corporation. I, I think I think Gandalf said to Saruman pretty aptly, and I think it applies here, right? There is only one Lord of the Rings and he doesn't share power. And I think Phil spoke of, you know, when I first joined your podcast, I, I came across Phil's quotes and so on and so forth. He spoke of a, a gaming utopia, no one left behind, et cetera, et cetera. And that was, that's all a very nice sentiment, but not true or, or practical, I would say, right, when it comes to corporate America. And this latest tweet, for me, is just a facade, carrying out what's, I think, as, as Fuzzy was saying, is, is uh, carrying out what's need, needed and managing the situation for, for a very important effort or, or purchase, right, to position xbox and microsoft a veiled masquerade right of the highest order they see sony and nintendo as ecosystems they want to control and exploit and and, and place games and services onto said uh, hardware systems and, and and those ecosystems and exploit them to the best possible way you know for their benefit if if they respected and valued sony right they they wouldn't place Starfield, I can understand, but stuff like you know, Outer Worlds two, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, would still be coming to PlayStation. I mean, if you if you want to Indeed. talk about numbers, if you want to talk about numbers, right? Eighty billion spent in a year or eighteen months across the two two major companies, right? And if I'm quite honest with you, exclusives are not even a strategy. The Xbox board meeting agenda on a monthly basis, uh, they don't. They probably put it down in other business, right, at the moment, at the bottom of the agenda. It's, it's not. <laughs> It's not a relevance anymore. And I've said this before on your show, Boom. It's chicken feed for my Xbox and Microsoft. It's an outdated and outmoded way of thinking. And I've said those exact words last year. 
It's about owning your competition by proxy, pen them in so they sing to your tune, right? Controlling another company indirectly is what Microsoft can do. And you only have to look back over the last 30 years in terms of how they operate. Now, I'm, I'm looking at this as a worst case scenario for Sony. Just let's look at it from that perspective. Yeah? Being allowed to survive in a sandbox Xbox provided, you know, Sony re-engineered the gaming industry in the 90s, right? And paved the way for opportunity for Nintendo. Sony dominated, let's say, for the last two decades. But let's give a uh, a competitor's uh, nod, right, of uh, respect to what the Xbox 360 achieved, right? because it was phenomenal, right? And I, and I think that definitely helped Sony realign in terms of what their strategy would be for PS4. And now I, I think all that's happening is that roles and positions have changed, right? Because economically, when the Xbox was released, when the Xbox 360 was released, and when, even when the Xbox One released, the, the, the commercial and economic numbers were just not there. And let's be quite honest about this, right? For Microsoft to really care, right? But now, right, when Sony came into the industry, the economic and the commercial numbers were there, right, to take on Nintendo and everybody else, right? They were willing to invest. And I think all that's happening now is that uh, Microsoft see the economic numbers for lots of different reasons, yeah, because of the way that their business is structured and other divisions are only growing at single percentage rates or whatever it is right now. And this is one way to expand their expand their expand the corporation as a whole, right? And Sony PlayStation may end up just being another hardware delivery system, right, or ecosystem like the PC for, for Microsoft. And it's just a matter of time what the repercussions for gamers in five to ten years down the line might be. And we could probably all put our heads together and hazard some guesses. But there, I would say that there's a potential another outcome for Sony. It's This is just the worst-case scenario. If you can observe without judgment, and, and you know, some say it's the highest form of intelligence, I can also see massive opportunities for Sony and Nintendo for now. But the thing is, human nature is all about, sometimes it's all about doom and gloom and uh, getting one up on your neighbor. But I, I do see huge opportunity for them. And I can talk about that if you want to later on, et cetera, et cetera. For now, what I'm seeing, it's, it's all true to history and all true to form when it comes to corporate America. In the future, if Xbox... You know, let's just say everything goes exclusive, right? Initially, right? And just to establish Microsoft and Xbox's dominance over this particular industry, right? If in the future, if Xbox ever need public favor or change perception and the things aren't going their way, they'll release their older titles on PlayStation or Nintendo, as Sony has done with Sony first party titles on PC, right? Because obviously they know that every time they release a hardware system, it only ever sells around 100 million units maximum, right? And um, that's not def- that's not definitively, you know, um, the install base, right? Because obviously we've talked about many gamers, you know, and having to buy one, two, or three, you know, systems over the period of uh, uh, of the time, you know, the lifetime of, of a hardware system, right? Because of systems failing and going out of warranty, et cetera, et cetera. And as I say, Sony, you know, once deemed, you know, many of their titles as exclusive, but in order to expand the division, they've had to move on to PC, and and, and Microsoft may or may not do that. I think. Xbox is sort of is way ahead in terms of thinking, right? In and are not stuck on exclusives and what they mean and so on and so forth. And 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 that's what big business is about, right? Is being able to think forward and out of the box. And if you don't believe me, just I think it was your one of your first ladies, right, Eleanor Roosevelt. I'd, I'd go and have a look at one of her quotes, right? We average minds discussing current events. And and if you want to go even further back than that, go back to. I don't know, America in the late 1700s, 1700s when it was established, right? And to quote from, I, th- I think it was 
something around the, the the constitution's inception it's always been about the opulent you know versus the majority and that's exactly how big american corporations operate to this day it's it's every corporation's mantra so that, that's my take on it boom and it's a great take uh, it, it, it is a great take. Well, listen, as we continue to wait for a couple of guests that may or may, again, I've sent the, 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 the flare out for a few people to jump in. We can get their take on what Phil Spencer had to say. Um, I, I, I still want to break down, you know, what, what this deal does in fact, uh, to the actual industry and chaos might drops well, another generous $10 super chat. And he says this Xbox without Activision blizzard is only 6% of the gaming market share uh, with Activision. It will, it will account for 11%. So not a monopoly. If Disney can buy, buy all of these other companies and not be a monopoly, then this will go through. Uh, that's, that's a fantastic point. Uh, another super chat comes in from uh, Geralt of Philly. Welcome, Geralt. Uh, he drops a $5 super chat and says, I'll start playing Call of Duty again if they stop releasing every year. And I believe that is going to be the case. Um, Raiden Blade, a uh, good friend of the show, he drops a two-pound super chat and says, cold statement, no heart, same old Sony. Uh, and he, I think you are on for that. Um, Sony is just, well, they're going to be Sony. Um but let's see what else we have a few, quite a few more. And I thank you. I want to thank everybody for the incredible generosity. Artemis drops a final super chat and says, if Microsoft, the, if my, the, if MS play here is to get game pass on PlayStation, wouldn't that make PlayStation the only console that anyone would ever need? It would make the Xbox irrelevant. Now that's a, that's an interesting play. Uh, and I think you're onto something because why would you need to buy an Xbox? Look, I'm, I'm going to get into it right now uh, momentarily. Why I think uh, it, it, Phil says it. He wants he wants Game Pass everywhere, but I don't think that um, PlayStation and Nintendo are the play uh, simply because they they can't they, they can't match the inherent value on their own console with their own first party. They're not going to put a better service on their mm. on their. They they just will not. It, it it doesn't really make any business sense. I know that you know like Netflix. Everyone keeps bringing up the Netflix. Well, you know Netflix mm -hmm. is everywhere. Yeah, but Netflix doesn't try and sell you games. It's just streaming content only. That that's it. So uh, it doesn't that, try that, to sell you hardware. Yes, that that is also <laughs> very true. Uh, Beast Mode Ten drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says Call of Duty campaign plus Warzone plus multiplayer might stay as a Minecraft mode of operation while all other uh, IPs go exclusive. Yeah, you know, I mean that's the thing. If it turns out that, and again, I I, I just I don't see. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to break down why I don't see it. Uh, Raiden Blade drops an additional. Thank you very much for the generosity, brother. He drops another two two pound super chat. Says the only reason Call of Duty sold more on PlayStation is contract. Well, that that could be it. I mean, they do have a lot more players for sure. And PlayStation, listen, they most I can guarantee you that most of those 2021 sales were not on the PlayStation Five. Were the casual, regular audience. The normies, if you will, that are buying it on their PlayStation 4s. And, and this, this audience, as we know, 
buy three games a year, folks. Where's the camera? Three three games a year. <laughs> they buy Call of Duty. They they buy NBA 2K or or FIFA. Swap it depending on you know whatever or Madden. You know, swap it in there. Uh, they'll get a new core. They'll, they'll get a new GTA if it releases. Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll occasionally will buy a Sony first party if it's the cool game that their friends around the water cooler are talking about. But it's three games a year. Call of Duty being one of them. Uh, we have uh, Koof, uh drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I think he wants to put Call of Duty on PlayStation, but only with Game Pass. He desires." To put uh, Game Pass on PlayStation, and, and again, that that's that the word desire and intend. Some of the words that he used very cryptic. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, pragmatic eagle, good friend of the show. He drops a five dollars super chat. Says, "I want to paraphrase Mister Babbitt from the other day. No need to validate your enjoyment." Because it's yours. Console War BS ended in one sentence. Hashtag funny. Indeed. Listen, one of the things, if you are finding this channel for the first time, this is not uh, me as a, as a host and, and, and the manager of this channel pointing fingers at Sony and laughing. We, we, I own all three systems. I've always, I've been gaming since 78, folks. 1978, and I have always, and I'm not rich. I come from a, a blue collar family. When I, you know, I didn't go to Pops and say, Dad, I want, you know, X system. And he'd be like, Yeah, sure, son, I'm rich. Here's a here's $1,000. Now I had to deliver papers, sell quarter drinks, go to the, the, the basketball courts and make Kool Aid and sell it for a quarter. I, yeah, I had to break my ass to get these consoles, but I owned everything. And I still own everything. And I love PlayStation. For their what, uh, what what a lot of people do the, the over the shoulder third a third person story driven adult uh, content that's what I love Sony for, but this is this is another animal. We also have uh, let's see another big one just came in. We have ABC Guerrero. Uh, come on, something just the chat is moving so quick. Uh, a- ABC Guerrero family vlog. Hey, what's up, Guerrero? How you doing, brother? He drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Honor existing agreements. Existing is the key word here. Uh, when that's done, Xbox can do whatever they want to recover the sixty-nine billion. Indeed, indeed." Uh, we also have uh, Fresh Dude five one nine three one zero. He drops a five dollar super chat and says, "If Game Pass goes on PlayStation because of the Activision deal, uh, will that will that open talks to put Spartacus on Xbox?" See, that's that's an interesting conversation for sure. And we have another one coming in. Uh, wow, twenty dollar super chat coming in from JFX eighty eight who uh, who says this. Love the show. Thank you, uh, you all. If this hurts the pot, uh, the pockets of Sony because Microsoft decided to make the games exclusive, what would the funding in the future for Sony uh, P- PlayStation Six be like? That's that's a very interesting conversation, but. I, I want to openly discuss why I don't think the Game Pass play is is, is something that, uh, that is going to be happening on Sony for a couple of reasons. And I'll, I'll say this. The likelihood, and, and please, by all means, in the chat, throw it in there. You don't got to throw a super chat. If I'm wrong, come out and say it. The likelihood of Game Pass going to Sony 
seems like it's a one, two, three easy deal. But I think the likelihood of, let's say, Spider-Man 2018 and God of War coming over to Xbox is is as unlikely. Um, and here's why. Microsoft right now currently has a grip on the industry as a whole that a lot of people are not looking into, right? If If you look at the scope of gaming right now, PlayStation 5s and Series X consoles still, A, very expensive, and B, extremely hard to find. Yeah, if you, if you, if you, you know, if you, if you're, you know, uh, in tuned with the, with the socials and you, and you subscribe to someone like Wario64 or even D-Batch from um, RDX, uh, which is dealer show on Tuesdays. They've been dropping, you know, like almost every day. It's crazy how many times you just go in and you, you follow them, and boom, there's a link, and 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 you get in there, and and you uh and you get your console. But the Series S, I called this years ago when it was first announced. It was going to be the Trojan horse of this generation, and I was right, right along with King David, who sadly could not be here. He's handling some personal business. He wanted to be here. He just couldn't make it in time. But definitely tune into my brothers on Sunday's Iron Lord podcast, which goes live at live at 1 p.m. It is going to be an incredible show. The Series S, as it stands, is one of those. First of all, the $300 price point that you're paying when you don't get it on sale uh, is a ridiculous deal because you are getting hardware that are better than most people's PCs. That's it. That there's there's no arguing the conversation. Over the weekend, and I think this was the test before this this deal was announced, Microsoft dropped the price to 279.99, which is bonkers. Right? We've been talking about this the last couple of days in some of the little circles that I roll in. I have a very strong suspicion that Black Friday is going to 250 it's gonna it's gonna be 250 bucks and that's bananas if they don't do it before. When you consider that the the casual market for Sony, if you're if you're again, if you're new and you you know you don't follow the numbers like we do, the casual market is made up of 80 plus percent of Sony's PlayStation 4 fan base, the 120 million consoles that are sold, were sold to the normies, to the casual audience. 80% of those sales, because Sony is the cool, well, was the cool system, right? It's the system that everyone was talking about. It was the system with Call of Duty plastered on it and Spider-Man, and right? So people were like, well, man, I'm an MCU fan. I got to get this console. That is no longer the case, ladies and gentlemen. That is not the case because a couple of reasons. The inherent value of what you get in Xbox Game Pass is unlike anything we have ever seen. I don't care if you try to compare it to Netflix, Hulu, any of the services that you that we all pay for. Game Pass, it, it, it's, its inherent value is mind-blowing. Uh, I think they said last year, uh, I saw this. I I, sh- I should have pulled it up. I could have put it up on the screen. The value of games that went into Xbox Game Pass in 2021 
were over $6,500. $6,500 worth of games inside Game Pass in 2021. Could anyone match that? No. And with this deal, Microsoft is now in control of 38 studios. They're literally going to have so many games coming out that we they originally had uh, uh, forecasted, well, we're be, we, we want to do uh, one per quarter. They will logistically be able to drop a AAA bomb potentially every month on top of all the deals. It almost these developers that are floating around, they it it it, it almost it, it, it's almost career suicide if you don't try and get into Xbox Game Pass because of the just announced twenty five million. Crispy, I, I want to go to you. I've talked enough. I got I got I got again game plateaus. Let's finish them. I love it. That's great. Um, everything that I just said leads me to believe that Microsoft is in a position where they are now holding uh, all the cards. They are leading the conversation. They don't have to go to Sony. Everyone has to come to Microsoft. Now that may be some people may get upset with that, that, that but that's the reality. When you factor in this deal, you factor in the leverage of Call of Duty and the little man in the Xbox Series X, uh, S rather, they don't need Sony to make this money back. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Make money back? That, that's that's where I kind of laugh. Um, you know, to put it in perspective, they paid cash for this. Correct. So yes. you have to understand that you know, the way Microsoft is structured, they are constantly putting profits away and they are, they leverage that and, and they're able to do these purchases that are, are just absurd. And, and it's, it's much easier if you're using, you know, money that's not stocks, it's not a loan, stuff like that. That stuff is much harder. It, it takes much longer. So like this deal is just, it's insane, but it's also, that's, that's how they've structured themselves since their inception, really. So you look at what they do. They they have Windows. Windows is the most popular, you know, yes. platform for for your internet. Any any device besides uh, you know Apple, really, you're using Windows. You know, personally, I think they would, and and they would put Game Pass on PlayStation, and they wouldn't require PlayStation to put Spartacus on Xbox. And I only say this because if you even look at you know your thought on the 250 okay that's a loss they're going to take that loss it is literally a game pass box they want you to have that series s so game pass is downloaded they're going to give you three months for free or three months for a dollar yeah with, then- all, with all new consoles fyi and i know this because i i i, I bought one for a family member's birthday that's coming up uh, with all of it, three months out of the box, one buck. Yep. So think about that for a second. Now, now they go and say, "Well, it could be done." Like, we, how many times do I hear, "Oh, the unsubscribe after"? Well, <laughs> think about this. In three months, they have eight games that come out, and you like two of them for a dollar. So then you go and say, "Well, wow!" And then you know, all of a sudden, news starts coming out that this, you know, Call of Duty, even if it's not exclusive. Is day and date in Game Pass. Okay. You go and say, well, I was going to unsubscribe, but why would I pay $60 or $50? 
I can just pay the $15 a month. So, you know, and the, also the thought is, is if you have a PC, you know what I'm saying? If you have a phone, you know, xCloud is, is really, they're, they're, they're not releasing it fully only because they don't want to take the scrutiny. They say, hey, it's still in beta. You know what I mean? But they're also modifying it constantly. They're still putting the server blades in there. They're doing a lot of things to this. And then your phone is going to be even more capable. You know what I mean? And it's just like, what they're doing is just like, I got our hands in all the cookie jars. And I personally believe if they could throw the cookie jar and say, okay, well, Nintendo, PlayStation, hey, we'll put this on there. It'll run off the cloud for Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll be like almost a part of xCloud. And then, you know, PlayStation, it'll be powerful enough. And they would just have to figure out the whole ecosystem because they're two totally different ecosystems. You know what I mean? They, they run completely different. And and that's the, the thing that they probably have to figure out. But me personally, I, I mean, the way Phil talks, I, I feel like, you know, because Game Pass, I mean, 25 million, that's just absurd. That's that's 200. Just at the $10, that's $250 million a month. $250 million a month. <laughs> like, imagine if it's at 50. I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. So the, the speculation is just out there. Like we, we could go all day, you know, desire, like, like desire is just such a, a, a significant word because it means so little. <laughs> it's not direct. It's, it's very, you know, it's a shady tactic. It's like, you know, let's have everybody talking about, you know, my one tweet for a week, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what we're doing. So, you know, I, I just, I feel like Microsoft is just such on all cylinders, you know, marketing, everything else, you know, that they're even getting into the nostalgia of the eighties and stuff at times. And, you know, the, the nineties, and it's just like, they're doing things that are very, you know, direct, very thoughtful as well. And, and they continue to just, just push these narratives out of their way and say, you know what? We're going to have our own train running our own own track. And I think, you know, that's important. And it's important for the industry because it's going to take a Google. It's going to take an Apple. It's going to take some of these huge companies to really try to push Microsoft down. And, and we just don't see the interest there. So now you got Sony there. And, and you also have to realize Sony is technically partnered with Xbox for those servers. Yes. So they're not trying to kill Sony. You know what I'm saying? Like they're paying Microsoft for those servers. Let's be honest. So, you know, you got to think of it that way. Like they're not going to, you know, say, okay, like, you know, you're partnered with us. We're, we're not, you know, they, they would just be like, okay, you can't use our servers anymore. If they really wanted to really, you know, you know, dig it, dig it in really hard. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's wild, but you know, I, I think we we got to get into those IP soon. Boom. I just, there is so many that are just. Yeah, we, we, we're definitely going to get into it because uh, I agree. Uh, the, the, the IP that's going to, that came along with this deal is, is, is really, and, uh, and as a matter of fact, Kayasante is joining us live. What's up, brother? Good morning. How the heck are you? Good evening. Well, good morning, everybody. Forgive me that my time is is looped at this point with, with <laughs> between work and all the crazy news going around. I'm like, I've lost it anyway. 
But no, I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? I've been listening into the conversation while I should be working, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, we're, we're happy to have you here. Uh, and uh, I don't know how long we have you, so I, I want to get right to you immediately. Uh, I, I, I got to get your, uh, your opinions on uh, what Phil had to say last night. Uh, it really did uh, take uh, a lot of people uh, step back for a minute. And, mm. and you know, again, it, it's very cryptic. Uh, I think it's very specific uh, that was yeah. written for him. And, and you know, because obviously Microsoft needs to, to, to tread lightly here, right, uh, for a, a multitude of reasons. They don't own Microsoft uh, uh, Activision Blizzard yet. This is, this mm-hmm. is something that's not going to happen officially until, uh, you know, scheduled or, or rumored to be June of 2023. So mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on what he said. But more importantly, we were just talking about whether or not um, – Microsoft actually needs Sony when you look at the monies that Little Man and Xbox Game Pass are going to be yeah. bringing in. I mean, it, it, it is safe to assume, and again, I am assuming here that once, uh, even at its current state, Kaysante, at three hundred bucks, the Series S is is flying off of shelves because people are discovering the incredible amount of games they can get for Xbox Game Pass. Again, the system itself is an is a marvel. It is a technological marvel in itself. You would know more to that because you know more about PCs than I do. So I'd like you to I like you to touch on that, but when you factor in everything that Microsoft is doing, not only in their own first party uh that's being made now, but all of the deals get to get games into game pass and now this monster acquisition you you would if you're a gamer it almost it it, it, it you would probably be suffering from fomo <laughs> because you are not a part of the conversation and xbox is the hottest conversation right now what are your thoughts on what phil said and do they need playstation yeah so so okay so to me I understand, you know, they came out, they said what they, he said what he said, and, and, you know, it took the conversation in a different direction, right? But honestly, who was he speaking to? He, I don't think he was speaking to you or me or actually any, any gamers, really. He's speaking to investors because we've seen, and I keep my eye on stocks, we've seen the stocks going up and down, up all day. For one minute, it's great. Another minute, it's terrible. And, and what I mean by they, I mean PlayStation stock. Activision Blizzard stock and Microsoft stock have all been going, you know, having having emotional days to, as of the announcement of all, all this stuff. So as people are talking and there's uncertainty in the market, he's trying to calm things down. That's part one. Part two, it seems that he really is trying to speak to to tamper expectations and tamper things down because, like you said, the deal has not closed. Nothing new has been said here. He didn't say anything new. Like before he came out and said what he said, which, you know, oh, we desire and, you know, we want to keep uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation and all of that. Before he oh, typed those words, we knew all of this, right? And like you're saying, the cryptic nature of what he said, it was very, very well threaded. It's a needle that they threaded with that because they didn't say we want to put they didn't say we'll be continuing to put new entries in the franchise on PlayStation. They said they want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, right? And the biggest Call of Duty moneymaker is already on PlayStation, which in in the form of Warzone. So 
Am I saying automatically that there's no way new ones will come? We don't know that for sure, you know, but we know that they're keeping Warzone. If you look at it, it's very cyclical. This is exactly 100% what happened with Bethesda, right? They initially said, we're keeping Bethesda, we're keeping Bethesda games on PlayStation. And what did they do? They did exactly that. Now, not every Bethesda game will go on PlayStation, but they've kept you know the the ESO community together. Whatever new new uh, new events happen, they get it as well. You know, Deathloop was honored as a contractual obligation. You know, Ghostwire Tokyo will be honored as part of the contractual obligation. Doesn't mean that anytime anything new happens, it's going to go there, right? But still, there is there's a community there who plays their games, who enjoys that that content, and they're not going to shy away from continuing to support that, right? So w- his remarks were very particular in in their in their in, in their uh who he was talking to and how he spoke about it he could have easily been very clear but he wasn't very clear <laughs> you know and as far as people who are saying well that that means he's trying to avoid regulatory concerns or whatnot this is not really a problem for a regulatory concern necessarily you know there are those who are conflating consolidation worries with antitrust or or monopolistic behavior that that's not a concern here but when we're talking about 70 billion dollars there can be nothing left to chance right so until the ink is dry on the page you know you'll see exactly this this is you know as soon as this whole thing started started uh, coming about and people started asking questions i was like how about you just re-watch the Bethesda thing where they were sitting at the round table? Thank you. No matter yes. what he is saying, that's exactly what he is saying. Like the yes. same thing he's what he's saying. It's just our desire. Desire, really? <laughs> that tells you it's something we want to do. <laughs> Doesn't mean something we will do. Correct. It's something we want to do. Now, Absolutely. it for Tat will happen to get that to happen. That's been left out of the conversation. You know? So... I honestly think that until this the ink is dry on all of this, assume exactly what happened with Bethesda, because that's exactly what he has said again, only in a different way. Okay? Now, do they need PlayStation? I saw some math running around. Uh, yeah, we actually talked. It was, dro- it was dropped into our DM. Mm-hmm. Mag dropped it in there. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And that's some very interesting math that was done it, there. It, indeed right? it is, yes. Very interesting math. And... By and large, as it stands today, it doesn't appear they need PlayStation. Now, let's be clear here. You know, when we're talking about all of this, we're a bunch of gamers, you know, and by and large, we're hardcore gamers. So we speak to everything from a gamer's perspective and a gamer's lens. If you're just a money man, if you're just an investor, right, you don't want Microsoft to buy uh, uh, Activision Blizzard. And, and those are the reasons, by the way, those money men are the reasons why why Microsoft stock tanked a little bit because all they saw was just, you know, uh, a, a negative. Uh, well, you know, bad. you have additional cost coming to That's your right. company. Yeah. Additional well, cost well, coming in. Yeah. You have uh, Activision Blizzard, whose name is mud in all circles, right? Why are you, Microsoft, coming in and, and tarnishing your brand, tarnishing yourself by putting this weight on yourself? That's, that is why that, that, that uh, uh, stock craters uh, tanked a little bit. Not, not much. It, it, it dropped a little bit. Right, because the money men don't see beyond the money, and right now it looks like it was a bad deal. Right, not a bad deal to purchase because they got it at a good deal, but what they got seems like oh, you're just adding burden to your to yourself. 
But if you look at it from a gamer's lens, you'll see that there's, as you, as, as you guys have all, all correctly pointed out, there's just so much potential there, right? But the reason why he spoke is to basically, you know, keep calm the fears of the money men, right? Because if you come in there and you say, oh, and, and by the way, this is what I think will happen. If you come in there and you say, uh, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, Call of Duty is now a two or three year franchise. Oh, that's less money coming in. Why would you do that? If you say all these other support studios that used to just be, you know, working the Call of Duty salt mines are now going to be allowed to, to go them. off and salt do, mines of Call that's, of Duty. That's, what, that's how it feels to them, you know. <laughs> if you tell them that that's that they're going to have to go out and, and and now get to be their creative, go follow their creative dreams and creative butterflies, that that all that all spells worry for the money men, right? Because what they see today is Activision, Activision Blizzard making the money they make, right? doing what they've done to get this accomplished, meaning turning Activision Blizzard into the Call of Duty company. If you make any changes to that equation, money men will look at you sideways and go, that's less money, right? So all that speaks to what Phil is saying, quelling the the the, the, the herd, you know, calming folks down. Hey, it's not that big a deal. Everything is status quo. It will still be where it is. Don't worry about it. Do they need them based on the math? It's interesting. It doesn't seem that way, right? It doesn't no, seem they do that not. Way. Yeah. And a funny thing, $70 billion is 3% of Microsoft. Yes. A yeah. bug on the butt of Microsoft. That's what $70 billion is. You know, also, so, I, I'd like you to speak on what it meant for the industry. Because, yeah. we, you know, right now, currently, Microsoft, as, as a company, uh, the, the, their take in the industry is 6%, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you factor in this acquisition, once it's completely done, it's only going to move up to uh, 11%. That's yep. just a hint of a tenth of the industry. And they're still number three yep. in, uh, out of the bigs. Out of big guys. Yes, that's right. That's right. Now, what, what really burns our noodle when we when we look at it, because uh, I think it was uh, Jeff Keighley who posted this this all the other companies they could p- potentially have purchased and and their 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 market caps yes. you could have bought like 60% of all your your latest and greatest guys and of course then then we would talk about mon- monopolies then like that. that would be an issue yes, that, yes but you could have and still saved yourself some money instead of this one Bethesda one Activision Blizzard purchase right but long story short at the end of the day what they're doing is very interesting because I suspect that when this ink dries, we will see such a difference in the market, right? Yes. Such a difference. And there have been many points brought up, both on the internet that I've been paying attention to and on, on this great show, on all the various great shows that we, we've, been, we've been listening to and watching. You know, this stops that, that, that uh, idea of, my, uh, of PlayStation bullying uh, uh, bullying uh, publishers in the market. Indeed, it, stops that, it right? does. Because even in a world, in a world where they do keep, and by keep, I mean all of uh, of Call of Duty on the platform. Let's say Call of Duty specifically becomes the quote unquote Minecraft, right? And and a quick aside, I really hate when people bring up Minecraft because it has been so well documented at this point, but people seem to keep forgetting Minecraft had a multi-plat clause in its contract. So they Indeed. weren't allowed to separate, to, to, to take it off of places and go elsewhere. We don't know that that's what's happening here. Minecraft had a stipulation in the law, in the contract that said, you're not allowed to take it off of anywhere else. We don't think that's what happened here. 
So no. when you're making that that comparison, you don't know what's logistically in the contract. So, but people always say, oh, because it's a it's it's a platform in and of itself. It, it, it's a huge entity that can't be removed. Sure, there's a world where they keep Call of Duty on everything, which is fine. But what that will do is that will make sure that PlayStation won't be able to do this. Oh, where's your where's your Final Fantasy remake? You know, where's your because at any moment take that's right. That's right, exactly. Knights of the Old Republic exclusive. Not to say that they won't compete in the marketplace, but at any given time, they will take the single one of the biggest money makers between Fall, uh, Fortnite and Call of Duty. That's where micro, uh, PlayStation's revenue comes from. That's it, right? All the other things are table stakes. Call of Duty with all their microtransactions, specifically Warzone, and Fortnite with all their microtransactions, that is the bulk of PlayStation's cash. So if you remove that from, from them, you're really hitting them where it hurts, right? So that yes. is literally a position of power that they find themselves in at this point. I'm not so sure that they will leave everything like, you know, the, the next Call of Duty. I'm not so sure that will be on PlayStation. Uh, I mean, the one in 2023, most likely, because that will be when the deal that, closes. That's the, probably the last one. Obviously, the Modern Warfare yeah. 2 that they're remaking is mm -hmm. coming, right? Yeah um 2023 whatever that it, it potentially looks like because remember this deal gets signed officially june 2023 mm -hmm. which is right before the 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 holiday now we don't know because we're not lawyers and we're also not a part of yeah. microsoft whether or not uh how how far into the future uh they signed with activision exactly. right we, yeah. we don't know the, the but we do know that uh that that They've already said they being Phil Spencer, we are mm -hmm. going to honor all contractual, contractual obligations. That's yeah. right, and yeah. that's most likely the marketing deal side of the side of the house. You know, if it exists, they're going to try and honor it. That's fine, but uh, you know, but a lot of folks have already have already pointed out, and I honestly think that's what's ha going to happen here. You really think that once this ink is uh, ink is dry, that Call of Duty will continue to be a yearly release? I highly doubt that. You know, I honestly think, and, and I was talking to shout out to Mr. Everborn Saga. You know, my my boy and I, we always we always keep in contact. We were talking about this yesterday with you, you as well, Boom. If I'm not mistaken, we all had we were on a ridiculous geek out session call. You know, I can see a world where they pivot that you know because they always have to have more money coming in via uh, via Call of Duty, right? I can see a world where they pivot from here's the new Call of Duty to here's a new exciting event in Warzone because that exists already everywhere. Right. So they yeah, put and, more and emphasis. That, and and that is right there. What you're saying is the key aspect of the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not taking anything right now. The most popular game or free to play game on PlayStation is what? Yeah, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah. They're not taking that away. Very similar to, like I said earlier, uh, you know, Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online, which both both continue. Yep. Exactly. To keep getting supported. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 because of that, that's why you have to take what he said, what he what he posted, very like listen to it. We're keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation. We're not adding Call of Duty to PlayStation. We're keeping it there, meaning it's already there. Right. So yes. what's there will continue to be there. Right. And they're not closing up shop on Warzone anytime soon. Right. Because that'll keep the money men happy. Right. The money men will be happy when you have. Like uh, 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 
a Call of Duty franchise that people still play, that still gets the microtransactions and all of that. And that will continue to happen with Warzone, right? Now, the idea that, oh, there's a new Call of Duty coming out and that will be put on PlayStation, that's a big question mark. You know, to me, that is kind of like, you know, the next Bethesda game. We're, we all but sh- we're all but sure at this point that the next Elder Scrolls will not be on place uh, on PlayStation, right? Doesn't mean Bethesda is not on PlayStation, right? ESO is still there and it will thrive. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, Deathloop is still there. If they plan on uh, on releasing a DLC for Deathloop, I can see Deathloop DLC coming to PlayStation because Deathloop is already there, right? But new IP, new fresh idea on PlayStation. Even after the, what the, the statement he made, I'm still questioning that that will be a reality. We shall see when the ink dries, but I don't think that his statement right now all of a sudden makes that uh, makes that uh, takes that off the table. Oh, no exclusivity because he said he's going to keep it on PlayStation. His words were very carefully chosen, right? Yes, and so, carefully written for and well, carefully well, written. That's right. Yes. Finally, you asked the question about Series S. That is that is the ace in the hole, man. I'm I'm. So excited to see where this goes. I'm sorry, ma'am. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you, are you there? You were saying something, Boom? I'll go. Oh. Just go. He, yeah, he must have. Yeah. Yeah. Series S is the ace in the hole. Basically, I can see a world where, and we've already seen it, where they've already dropped the price a little bit by, by what? Uh, ha- Halloween season next year. That thing will be 250 almost guaranteed. And there'll be Call of Duty plastered all over the box, mm-hmm. right? And and you most likely will get a Game Pass subscription with that. That like and 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 I never knew that Call of Duty was considered the quote unquote casual gamers game so much. Like I never knew that. Like to be to be clear, I play Call of Duty, but only the the the, the single player campaign. I'm one of those rare freaks that only plays a single player campaign. I've actually been playing last year's single player campaign now because it's it's I had it, but I hadn't played it. So I, I thought I'd, I'd give it a try, and so far I like it. It's made by Raven, one of my favorite developers. So there you go. Yeah. But I never thought it was considered the 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 casual gamers game. But being that it definitely is, just like you see that Series S bundle right now that has Fortnite plastered all over it, that gives you V bucks, and also has like uh, uh, um, the soccer. The what's the name of the soccer game with with the cars? Come on, somebody somebody Rocket help me League. out here. I'm sorry, Rocket League. Rocket League, there you go. Yes, it has both of them on that box. I can see a world where a $250, you know, Call of Duty bundle that comes with certain amount of uh, a certain amount of in-game credits or whatnot, all all you know, bundled for Call of Duty, and that thing will fly off the shelves, you know. So, and uh, uh, um, I, I've been talking with Everborn about that pretty frequently. You know, the idea of how how Series S can handle itself because oh. You know, it, right now, even in the in the multi-plat world, it doesn't seem to it it, it seems to get, get the features missing and whatnot. In a world where Activision Blizzard is only allowed to focus on one platform, the platform being Xbox as a console, for instance, and they release a another iteration of Call of Duty, they can spend time working to the Series S's strengths, and instead of it being oh well, the CPU is not strong enough. Oh well, the GPU is not not what the Series X is, so we'll call all that back. They can start using all those smart features, and you'll see it do bigger, better things than you thought possible. Right now, they have no incentive to do that because they're multiplat, right? They'll they'll do their best with one, do their best with other. They have PlayStation to account for, they have PC yes. to account for. 
So all that is where it is today. But in a world where they're just like, let's say, Naughty Dog, in a world where they're allowed to focus only on the PS4, that's how you see, you know, The Last of Us 2 hitting way above its weight, even on the the, the Jaguar Core PS4, because it had time to put the effort into that specific hardware that and no multi-flat no multi-flat and you know something that, that that can't be measured in monies time yeah. time is something and we i said this earlier 38 studios okay mm -hmm. which is monstrous and and, and that is very that's a very good point by the way you make you make boom People keep forgetting about all of those support studios because Dude. they think, oh, support studios. Yeah, Bizarre Creations is a support studio. Raven Hello. is a support studio. <laughs> they are no longer support studios once the ink dries. A lot of different talent right there, you know. Yeah. It, 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 listen, the, the Trojan horse uh, is, is even more uh, apparent after this deal and in the Series S. Yeah. Uh, if they can drop that down to two hundred and fifty dollars, now you're talking where they're going to be challenging the switch, because oh, yeah. at at some point you're going to say, okay, yeah, portability, wonderful, but when you talk about, oh, I could play the latest uh, Zelda in 720p, and I'm not dissing that because I can't wait to play in 720p, but the reality is, is well, Nintendo is never going to give you a Game Pass. They're going to say the same game three times, and a moron like me is going to freaking buy him because I'm a Nintendo stan. A and, Nintendo and you, fan you know, since 85. You, know you know what, Boom? The weird thing about the Switch portability uh, uh, argument, the ratio to those people who buy their Switches, leave them docked and never take them out. I know. I, the I people I who actually play it. It's weird. So that whole portability argument goes out the window. Half of the consumer base don't even take it out of the dock. Yes, you know, <laughs> it's 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 it. Listen, it's it's bonkers. I I want to I want to. We have we're ninety minutes into the show. I I want to get Fuzzy's opinion on the Series S, what that means to this <laughs> kind of a deal. I want to get VJ's, and I want to get our our favorite pick for IP that needs to come back because Phil oh, Spencer. Boy. Uh, just sat down with the Washington Post and was, I mean, in, very excited to what I mean, he even brought up Heretic, uh, mm -hmm. which is an old school. I mean, that game is old, and he wants to see that come back. That just, that just goes to show you the kind of guy he is. He's a gamer. Yes, he's a he makes six figures, potentially seven figures. He has an, an incredible title. But at his core, besides being the, the front man for Xbox Game Studios and just Microsoft's uh, game division, he's a gamer. So we'll get we'll get to that. So Fuzzy, wh where does I, I know again? I know this this is this this show is it is pitched as you know Call of Duty not uh, becoming exclusive, and and again I think we did reiterate that point pretty well with everybody. Yeah. Where does Series S fall into the conversation? When you when you start talking about does Microsoft actually need PlayStation? Because I I still I, no one has painted an argument that says that they do. They don't really need PlayStation for the most part. I mean, it, it's good to have them still in the industry because competition kind of keeps you honest. No, I don't mean they, I don't mean like curb stomp them and 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 put them in the in the in the river with the fishes. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. Get rid of Sony. I'm saying <laughs> that. They don't need Sony to have Call of Duty for uh, on there outside of Warzone because oh, Warzone no, yeah, in they, itself they, they is going to make don't. ridiculous microtransactions on its own merit. I mean, we, we already discussed like a majority of the players are going to be your casuals and they're going to follow 
the game. They're not going to necessarily I, like a lot of those are the ones that will buy a console specifically to play that game. It's a new generation. They may not have the next generation console yet. Considering the price point of the Series S, you do a bundle. I mean, that probably the big thing, because at, at some point, there's either going to be the 250 SKU, like you said, for the holidays, or maybe they keep it at 300, but bump up the internal to a, a terabyte. I, I kind of see at some point the, that's the Series X being a two yes. terabyte and yeah. the Series S being a one terabyte and then keeping that same price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at, at some point, just doing a bundle, the casual is going to see Call of Duty on the box and be like 300 bucks. That I mean, that's short of impulse buy. At 250 that's impulse buy territory right there. 100%. So yeah. it, it's given that if they decide to keep the campaign or at least the the mainline story um aspect as an exclusive the series s is going to be that easier to obtain flying off the shelf box that you'll be able to play that game without much of a problem um they I, a lot of people in the beginning kind of looked at the series s is like uh why why did you do that but maybe this was part of that long long uh uh you know, game plan type of deal where, you know, we weren't necessarily seeing what they had in store for down the line. Because for every, was it Series X they can build, they can build two Series S's. Yep. And they've kind of ramped up a yes. bit more on the Series S production. I mean, that alone makes it a, a, a much easier pill to swallow for those that are just primarily Call of Duty players. Um and considering you got EA mixed into Game Pass, I mean, all you got to do is like a six-month trial, include you know Call of Duty in there, um, or just do the six-month trial included with the the console, and it's going to fly off the shelf. Uh, people are going to be like, "Oh, well, I'm mainly getting it for Call of Duty," but you know they got all their you know first-party stuff, and they got EA stuff in there, and they got Bethesda stuff in there. So at some Fortnite point, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's yeah. definitely going to be above and beyond a value that you can really ignore at that point. So they, they don't need PlayStation in the sense to, to make money back for uh, this purchase. And as far as for Call of Duty, that, that Series S, I think they can convert like what you're saying on the, uh, the one quick math that somebody was doing before. Just shy of 3 million convert uh, converted uh, players you know, leave PlayStation or, or come back to Xbox because quite a few people left the th- uh, from 360 to head over to PS4. You know, if they come back to Xbox at that point, that that's they, they've made their money back tenfold at that point. Indeed. Indeed. Excellent. All right. So, VJ, closing out this part of, of the show regarding the Series S and what it means uh, with the, the the tenacity, it seems that Microsoft has with with this the system that was was mocked when it was announced. It yeah. seems like it's picking up steam and it's not letting go. The the the, the again, we, we keep talking about inherent value. For, you know, you don't even have to mention Xbox Game Pass anymore. The console itself, like Fuzzy just said, you slap Call of Duty on this thing. You put yeah. it out there for two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars, and what you have is a box that's going to move off shelves very similar to what happened when Sony dropped a two hundred dollar PlayStation Four 
with Spider-Man packed in. They just ran away with the generation because the val- the inherent value was just un- it was unmatchable. And Spider-Man being a monster brand, I think could now be said for for Microsoft when you look at what they could do with their with you know as it's called in the community little man and call of duty just just on those two uh the the console and that ip what are your thoughts on this um i'm not so well versed on the on the series s i I just think there's a whole bigger picture here boom just from everything that i've been hearing um the great panel ones and some of the comments in the chat again i'm not as well versed on what's been happening because i haven't really been following any of this stuff so it's just something that came to my mind. If you don't mind me saying, boom, sure. it, ironically, it would seem that Sony and Nintendo are, are, are victims of their own success. And um, just looking at this whole Activision thing, look, it, it, at the end of the day, boom, people buy hardware because of content, content you love, content you want to enjoy and content you want to play. And I think that we always knew that this was Microsoft's Achilles heel, right? And and um, And we talked about this last year, and I think we all unanimously agreed that, um, that Microsoft were going to remedy that situation. And look, they started this process back in 2017, five years ago, right? So I think wh- whether they release a handheld, which we've talked about on this show, or whether they release a Series S at $150, um, or whether they release um, you know, a souped-up Xbox, you know, it's, it's, it's down to your own personal preference in terms of how you want to enjoy the content. Do you want to enjoy it on, on a mobile phone? Do you want to enjoy it you know, on a small box you can, um, you can pug away in, in, your, in your cabinet? Or do you want to enjoy the ultimate experience with a 4K TV and, and, the, and the ultimate system in terms of the Series X? And some may, some may argue the PC. But for me, if, and I just wanted something you've just mentioned earlier in terms of people being able to paint an argument. If if Sony didn't consider Activision, Take Two, EA, etc., as possibly as a possibility of winding up in, in someone else's hands or, or in a larger company's hands, it's their own fault. Take Two and Ubisoft and even SquareSoft back in the 90s have been subject or target of acquisitions. It's not, and all of them were third-party titles. So just let your mind digest that for a moment. No business can avoid. Uh, not reacting to such a profound and precarious discovery or predicament, you must look to de-risk your position. And Sony thought it apt to go out and lock up exclusives rather than spend billions in acquisitions. So it was a pragmatic approach, right? Yes. hasn't worked out for them because someone... Someone, someone will say a bigger fish or a bigger well, a gigantic whale has come along way and then and dissolved, and dissolved, it. And dissolved their situation or the platform that they were standing on. It was a very brittle position that they placed themselves in on top of, right? So at the end of the day, what this whole thing, boom, what you've got to look at it is like this, right? Life is filled with interesting adversities, right? And some may look at it negatively and say just life is just full of adversity, but it's interesting adversities. And the business world is is no different. First off, if I'm Sony and Nintendo, right, if you can put your ego aside, right, you should look at look at this as a compliment that Microsoft had to go out and spend nigh on 80 billion, right, in the span of a year or 18 months or whatever it is. A paltry sum to them, perhaps, right, as um, as uh, Crispy Bomb was, was mentioning, right, in, in order for them to be competitive and relevant in the gaming sector, not just today, but in the next five to 10 or 20 years, right? Yes. And, and if not, and, <clears throat> and, and it was going to be in the gaming industry, right? Because of the things that I've said in, in, in my previous comments, right? And it was an, an, an and and if Sony didn't realize that this was going to be an eventual, inevitable, or an, or an uh, uh, outcome, it's 
then then I, I don't know what to tell you, right? It was, Microsoft was always going to be an inescapable leader, right? And if you remember what I said last year, I said to you, and you, you asked about, look, what, how's the industry going to pan it? And it's because of a question you posed. And I said, look, looking at the way things are going, Sony and Nintendo are going to have to make do with second and third place, respectively. Right? That's what I said on your show, right? So if you can put your ego aside, right, in terms of Sony, right, I see great opportunity for Sony and Nintendo, perhaps not as market leaders, as I've said already. But if you look at Xbox, Microsoft are looking to grow the industry across console, PC, mobile, and, and subscription, right, as, as the headline, right, uh, headline points, right, in, in, in terms of gaming, in terms of its awareness and welcoming new audiences from across the world, right, and emerging countries. And whatever the ends up being is going to be far significant than the numbers that we're talking about today. So in my opinion, everyone can commercially benefit, right? And again, this is not cast iron or, or, or probable facts, right? Even though people want to talk about, oh, I think, I believe, or if this, or if this, or this, that, and the other. And they are not facts, right? But people want to take beliefs and, and create temples out of them, right? And that's exactly what you see on, on Twitter most of the time, right? So I also said last year that those that lead provide guidance for those that follow. Ironically, it would seem, as I say, that Sony and Nintendo are victims of their own success. They've they've developed an industry that Microsoft are now taking seriously because they have to because of, as I said to you, the low single-digit increases in their other and there are other columns of the of of the sort of mainstream, you know, Microsoft as 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 a whole, right? The other divisions aren't growing as rapidly as this one potentially can. And as I said to you before, Sony paved the way for Nintendo and dozens of publishers to grow and become multi-billion and multi-billion dollar entities in the last 20 years in their own right, right? Everyone's benefited. And, and you can't deny that, right? At the time, Sony were the ones with deep pockets and were ready to invest and cultivate and modernize the industry. And that's what they did. And, and the stuff I'm seeing online, I've had a quick look on Twitter, and I've even had a look at this in the chat. And I don't mean this in a mad but I'm going to say it anyway, right? I'm seeing sly derogatory remarks towards Sony. Boom and others own a PS5, and I want to own one. Why? Rightly or wrongly, we're, intelli we're intelligent to know and recognize that the quality of the games that you love and enjoy today is significantly because of Atari, Sega, Sony, and Nintendo. And it just irks me, and it shouldn't, because you shouldn't really allow outside events to de determine how you feel on the inside, right? But so many of the community are devoid of observational skills, understanding, thoughtfulness, knowledge, humility, and manners. But anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, Boom, before I explode. No, no, no. Listen, I love the passion, and you're absolutely right. Listen, my, my love of gaming started in 1978, folks, with sticks and dots. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm like, a, there are a lot of older gamers that are out here as well, but I, I always consider myself extremely fortunate that I got a chance to be a part of an industry that I have never left from sticks and dots to lifelike graphics. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very privileged beyond words, but as we close out this incredible show, and we, so we got, we, first of all, we almost hit 900 people here, which is bonkers. Um, and I have to say that if you are finding the channel for the first time, um, I do want to bring in. Hey, we got a special guest just hello, jumped in hello, here, Mister Ben. Ben, what's hello, up? Hello, man. How's I literally, everything? I literally have like five minutes because I have a meeting. So let's give you the five minutes. Okay. Phil Spencer's uh, <laughs> statement yesterday. What does yeah. it mean to you as someone that is a well-versed, yes. well-minded yes. PlayStation representative? 
Um, it, dude, implications are huge, man. <laughs> um, honestly, people are like, you know, and I understand it because we've been literally trained of like looking at things with microscopes of like, well, what does this person think? What this like, um, that was written by Phil himself. And that wasn't like a PR person. You could just tell by the way he's writing it. Um, and they have a desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. I like that word. Desire. They have a desire to do that. And they also have the biggest bargaining chip because without Call of Duty, a lot of PlayStation is in trouble. And what I mean in trouble means like, you know, you know, uh, subscriptions to PlayStation Plus goes down. Uh, means people may leave that ecosystem. It also just means that, again, their number one game that sells every single year, year in, year out, it's in the top five, the, the previous years, um, that goes away. And that's a big, that's a big bargaining chip. Now you might be asking yourself, why would, you know, Xbox want, uh, you know, them to have call of duty. Why not just make it exclusive and, and, and kill out Sony? Why, why put out such something that's so vague? Um, you don't want to do that while you already have the federal government literally looking at you and scrutinizing this project. So right. you want to come in as welcoming as possible so that this deal give. <laughs> yes, that this deal goes through. It's like what I talked about earlier in the 90s with with the deal between Microsoft and Apple literally saving Apple from bankruptcy so that they wouldn't get scrutinized point, by the boom. government and broken up. Good point bad bit. Exactly. 100%. This is yes. this is the olive branch. They know bigger forces are coming. They know that this is literally just the beginning of Amazon. Maybe Google tries it again. Apple, they fear that they've missed out on so much. They missed out on the phone market. They missed out on VR. They've missed out on, you know, being a competitor to Google in terms of their, their search engine. They missed out on Twitch. They missed out on a lot of things and they don't want to miss out on this because they know that they can be number one in this, that they know that they already have such a lead in this compared to their competition, that this is something to kind of scare them off. So all those things, that's why you're seeing this move. So they have a desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. And I'm guessing that that desire comes with the caveat of yeah, Game Pass comes to PlayStation. And in what form does that take, right? So that's that's all. It, this is really exciting. Again, like I've seen a lot of people like trying to be lawyers and trying to pick this thing apart or just trying to go, ah, PlayStation's dead. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is the and, most and Mike, exciting and, and transformative event yes. that, in gaming, period. Yes, yes. absolutely. It's an unprecedented event, Joe. Yeah. So exciting, dude. Yeah. Well, so, listen, brother, thank you yeah. for jumping in. Love you. Like a brother. Uh appreciate you jumping in for five minutes, giving yeah. us your take. Yeah. Uh, we we have, you got some big news dropping. Hopefully, you'll be able to share that with the audience soon enough. Cannot wait to talk in about it. In a week. It. Okay, in a week. Yeah. Listen, best, best PlayStation show on, on, on in, in the plop in the yep. populace, the tr the trophy room. He does it every week. It's we passionate. hit real talk, boom. We hit this episode alone. Talk about how big it is. Four thousand downloads. And I want to thank everybody for that. Big. It's a That's huge congrats. accomplishment for yeah, just one big. day. It's 
fucking nuts. Oh, sorry, freaking nuts. So thank you all so much again. I got a I got a meeting, but boom, maybe you know, text me when you're out. All right. Oh, hundred percent. We will definitely be talking. Okay. Bye. -bye. So, I love you all. Let's get into IP. Right now, I think it was Kay Asante that said this. Uh, I don't. I want to make sure that I get it right because this conversation has been dominated by Call of Duty, and that shouldn't be the case. People are short-sighted. Oh, my God. The IP <laughs> that is coming along with this deal mm -hmm. is monstrous. And I'm going to cheat real quick. I I'm going to throw out my excitement here and tell you, listen, does, does anyone in the chat as an old bastard like me, are, are, are you as old as I am that you remember <laughs> taking that cartridge before we had to hold the blow thing in? Because you never had to do that with mm – -hmm. weird. Never had to do that with Atari, only yeah. Nintendo games. It's weird. And popping in Pitfall and playing and dying. It was back in the days, that was the first Souls game because you <laughs> died so freaking much. And what's exciting and what has me through the roof just smiling on the inside is a couple of years ago, Phil Spencer had made, when he was being interviewed uh, uh, regarding the Laura Croft exclusive deal, he said the reason why we had to do this is because we don't have Uncharted of our own, right? He said that. Just for shits and giggles, let's just say that Crystal D becomes first party. And we think that, 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 that not, the, not the juice, but the actual Crystal Dynamics, right? It's not they always laugh when I say Crystal D. <laughs> just imagine... If Crystal Dynamics becomes first party, it's likely, folks. I can't give you a date or how much, but it's a likely deal. And you take this incredibly talented team that found a way to reboot one of the most iconic female leads in gaming history, Laura Croft, and you say, here's Pitfall. Go crazy. Go palette clean and they and they make an uncharted level pitfall first party game my god uh but i have to get crispy first and i'll get Asante after because i don't know how long we have you so i want to get you in and out appreciate crispy, it this is the one topic of the day that you've been sitting on your hands for have at it what are your thoughts what is your favorite pick here dude Tenchu, bro. Oh, Tenchu. Yes, yes, yes. Tenchu is like basically the granddaddy of, of your assassin level games. Like, you know, being an assassin. Like, dude, that game, like Tenchu Wrath of Heaven, if you've never, like, dude, I hope that like somehow they get some of these in Game Pass, dude, because that game is just, it was so incredible then. Like, it had... It had the uh, the X-ray vision when you assassinate him, dude. It was it was something I was just leaps like, and Damn. bounds ahead of its time. Oh, it leaps was so good. Um, I will bring up one other one. True crime. Yes. Anybody remember that game? Yes. Oh my yes. god, dude. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. these games haven't been touched in probably 20 years, if not Decades. longer. Decades. Yes. Know, streets so... of New York and Streets of LA. Both yeah. of them. Dude, yeah. so I mean, there are some IPs that have been so dark. Phantasmagoria. Anybody remember that? I mm -hmm. actually don't. I do. Yep. 
yeah dude like there's there's ips here that are just crazy i'll leave a couple for whoever else you know but yeah dude i i'm i'm really excited because i know under the game pass and microsoft banner there's going to be these games coming back at some point and that is super exciting to me and it's also awesome to think about that they can really just reimagine them and yeah, do them yeah, the they, way that's, they want that's, now. and what's great is every one of these studios have such an incredible storied history with games like take for instance a lot of people aren't talking about high moon studios they only made the two best transformer games ever yeah. Right. Give them an IP that that that, that, that hey, because you know what's going to wind up happening in this big meeting? It's going to be Phil saying, "Okay, listen, this is where the where where the uh, uh, the company that lets you make what you want." And here, by the way, here's here's three hundred IPs. What what do you feel like making? And they're going to let people go crazy. I I, I can't wait. The, the 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 possibilities are just freaking endless. Uh, Kay, let's let's get your opinion on this, brother. What what jumps off the page for you for IP? What 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 do you want to see come to modern game? Yeah. So I, I post I posted this out there on Twitter. Like I think it was a couple of days ago. Uh, I found the most active. There's way more than that, but the most active list of games that were being that IPs that were being that are, that are now owned by Microsoft once once this deal closes. And everyone had like it. I'm still my. I had to. I had to mute the conversation because Twitter was eating my battery life at that point on my phone. <laughs> everyone had has great, great, great picks that that I didn't even see coming. I mean, I'm gonna totally cheat. Soldier of Fortune. Oh my oh, God. Good one. Soldier yeah. of Fortune. Huh. Uh, there are the, the 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 contingency of Guitar Hero and and DJ Heroes came out. I still have my my uh, special. I still special have everything. I, I right have here. my I have my DJ Hero. I got my That's guitar right. literally sitting right here in front of me. Yeah, I got it all. So, the thing that's very interesting they they own Gun. Imagine a full. Does anyone remember that game? AAA budgeted An amazing gun. Xbox 360 launch title. Yeah, exactly. They could it could become the Red Dead Redemption of their of their uh, of their first party stable. Gun is worthy. It really is. They need to look at that again. Um, What I will say, what I will say, uh, some of them are in like tumultuous kind of hands a little bit. Like uh, Tenshu was was brought up. They own the legacy of Tenshu, meaning you will most likely see Game Pass boosted, uh, FPS boosted, or even a remake of the original. Possibly a remake of the original. Yeah, they could not do new iterations in Tenshu because FromSoft bought it in two thousand four, right? And uh, in the in the private in the private chat, uh, I was that moron who went to Wikipedia and and uh, put together the list of every single game that Activision Blizzard has either produced and or published. And like it's 900, literally from 1980, it's 900. And wow. the platform is there too, including Atari. Okay, if you strip away the if you strip away the the licensed games and the games that where they just published it, like games that clearly are not theirs, but they they were the publisher, there's still about 290 different IP that's just theirs that they can play with. So the 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 it is just endless. Yeah. Prototype. I'll leave it. I'll leave it with this. Prototype, crackdown, crossover. Yeah, I'm done. Mm. Yeah, prototype was a. I didn't care so much for two as okay. much as I absolutely part loved one. 
Yes, one. but one just imagine was a masterpiece. Imagine a, a fully fledged world, right? Prototype world where you have two players: one being the police who gets stronger with all those orbs, and the other being the prototype who can sneak around the world, literally like grabbing other other people's bodies. All in the same world, and y'all are fighting against each other. Amazing, like yeah, absolutely insane. We shall see. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What 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 you know? Obviously. Anything that they're going to do is going to take years, and oh, yeah. as and, and and that's fine because Microsoft has so much in the pipeline right now. Again, the 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 factor here is time. You can't put a price on the time that Microsoft is going to be allowed to give these studios to make whatever they want because they have literally so much mm-hmm. in the pipeline. Remember, before this deal, they had thirty-five plus teams. 23 studios now they have 38 studios and i i don't even know where to find what the team count is it's probably well over 50 so they're gonna have the ability to have them hey you release the game when it's ready there's no rush because of all of these other games but for you as you know someone that appreciates where we came from in gaming Mm -hmm. what jumps off the page for you I mean, other than Pitfall, and we had talked about that earlier, just having like an Uncharted, you know, Tomb Raider reimagining of that title would be awesome. But I I have to agree with Crispy Bomb on true crimes. I mean, we're not going to get a GTA 6, it seems, anytime soon. And, you know, if it takes them five or six years to do it, I hate I would be all for it, even if it's just a much smaller scope in comparison. That would be something that would kind of hold us over until you know either saints row is released or until actual gta 6 is you know pushed into production type of deal but uh true crimes is that that title at the top of the list for me just i don't know that that to me the next version of sleeping dogs we always wanted exactly like that (laughs) talk about a, a time sink at that point that would be something i could Totally see, and and nobody would complain about spending 300, 500 hours in that. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I, 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 again, it's it. The the, the possibilities are absolutely endless. Uh, that that's that's a, a fantastic picks, VJ. Let's get your final thoughts on this. Uh, again, you you know, obviously, I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at what they now own. But, yeah. you know, being an older gamer like myself, what, what older IP that was was owned by Activision Blizzard that you'd love to see come back? I mean, some people I've seen uh, the, the um, StarCraft is one of the big ones. StarCraft deserves mm-hmm. to come back. Uh, but wh- 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 where do you fall? Less of the older, but more of the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, well said, good sir. Well said. All right. Um, <laughs> It's really interesting, but we could talk about all the IPs and studios, but I, I guess my mind is drifting towards where was Call of Duty before its inception and subsequent release and, and Mammoth's success. It was in the mind of its creators. And um, so for Xbox now, it's about go plan, innovate and create in, 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 as, as that's what great companies do and, and large companies do. And that's what any executive team worth their salt should be planning to do, right? Uh, And no doubt Phil will be making certain changes, right? Um, Once he firmly gets his feet under under Bobby's desk. Um, Xbox for me, me, um, look, I I don't have a PlayStation, let's just be clear here. Um, Have 
have little excuse not to deliver a brilliant, imaginative and innovative future, right? That sort of, that, that quenches, uh, or, or I forgot what the squelch is, I can't remember, the, the palette, you know, for, for any discerning gamer, right? And they and they can deliver that future because they, if they can harness, right, the talent that they have on hand, what is it, another 10,000 people? With, yes, with, yes. With, um, with, with cutting edge production values uh, across the board, right, given the tech as well, right, and the talent that they've now acquired, right? And no matter what Phil is saying publicly at the present, this present moment in time for Sony, I would just write off Call of Duty in your mind, look at it as gravy and, and face the challenge and opportunity because, because, if Xbox is either stumbling or sees an opportunity to bury the competition for profit, they will act. It's been their DNA and nature for the company since its inception and, and shareholders, doesn't matter what corporation, boom, accept nothing less. And uh, for me, it's about keeping your enemies close. And I would suggest, mm -hmm. and whatever that fable is or message is, uh, if it escapes me at the moment, I'm sorry. And, uh, and I would suggest is what Phil is doing at the, the behest of his higher ups and to ensure the deal goes through, which it will, right? Uh, when you're a powerful company uh, as uh, as Microsoft is, and let's be honest, right? Microsoft is um, is kind of uh, sorry. America is you know Microsoft country, right? It's, um, and um, and and as powerful as they are, they can easily bend or change legislation at will, right? They've got the power to do that as well. So all this nonsense about it won't go through. It will go through. I mean, Europe, you know, uh, notwithstanding what might happen in Europe, you know, the deal will happen. So. For me, it's it really is a case of um, it's really is a case of um, all eyes on um, all eyes on um, Xbox, right? And uh, I really do hope that they deliver a, a future of uh, for gamers, right? We can be excited about and, and in ten years' time, perhaps be really proud about talking, you know, uh, talking about them, right? As as we do and fondly look back at you know Nintendo, Sony, and Sega, um, who have done so beforehand. I, I just think there's no excuse, boom, whatever they do, right? Um, in terms of what they d deliver, and and just just a final point. Again, just from a business perspective, this what the event that's actually occurred, right? It should be should serve as a very acute example of how the concentration of power, wealth, and influence can change the face of any given industry, regardless of uh, governing legislation. And um, and um, and as I say, you know, big business can easily uh, bend the rules and and deregulate any obstacles that are in their way. But as gamers. Yeah, I think uh, when we look at Xbox now, I, unless you guys disagree, I think there's just no excuse, no matter what they produce, it, it should be really high end stuff. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see uh, some really incredible things coming out, and 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 you know, like I said, we we can easily suggest that the mere or the sheer amount of IP and companies and developers they own could potentially push people to you know, be you know become a part of the uh, of the conversation and, and get into the uh the the, uh, the ecosystem or platform but i think it's going to be their games that do the talking and we saw that in in, in, in the second half of 2021 that is now going to carry forward into this year and potentially a decade ahead of us but listen folks an incredible show almost 900 people here i got to catch up on the last few super chats and we'll get everyone out of here Rahitri gaming 
drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, just wanted to show my support. Boom. Love the show and the positive nature of your podcast. It's refreshing. Well, thank you, dude. I definitely appreciate the compliment, but of course, the generosity. Crazy Horse drops a $10 super chat and says, I think we're reading into this too much. Phil has to say this because Microsoft doesn't own Activision yet, and it's illegal for Microsoft to interfere until the acquisition is final. Indeed. Desmond drops a $5 super chat and says, everybody, everyone whining about exclusivity, but don't say anything when Sony keeps everything from other platforms. Keep flexing, Microsoft. No more playing nice. I absolutely agree. Paulie Baba, what's up, dude? He drops a $2 super chat, and he says simply, what would Sony do? I know what they would do. They would lock everything down and tell us to go <laughs> F off. That's what that Sony would do. <laughs> Sir X-Men drops a, a, several super chats. The first one of five dollars says, no one says anything about Amazon gobbling up companies. So why are they crazy about Microsoft buying a company? It happens all the time in business. Indeed, Outbreak Podcast, good yep. friend of the show. He drops a $2 super chat and says, best panel, boom, fuzzy, crispy, VJ, and K Asante. Thank you. And Sir X-Men drops three in a row, $2 super chats. Thank you for the generosity. He says, no one uh, stops Google from buying YouTube now. I, and the second one is, I won't have to pay for Call of Duty on PC, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and now Microsoft has every Call of Duty on console. Indeed. Uh, Gameonomics drops a $40 rupee. And says, Series S is amazing for Indians. No one has 4K TVs here. I did, I, wow, dude, that's pretty interesting, brother. I didn't even know that. Stubbs Gaming drops a two-pound super chat. Good friend of the show. He says, great show, boom. Hope VJ had his tea. I believe he did. Don <laughs> Otaku drops a $5 super chat. Says, the crazy part is that by the time the deal goes through, we'll be in the middle or on the cusp of the XGS bomb drop with avowed Fable, Hellblade, etc. Isn't that bananas? Um, uh, we also have Nightwolf3186. He drops a final super chat. Says, all right, boom, in all caps, my IP picks are as follows. X-Men game, RPG, Blade open world, Transformers open world, My High Moon, and uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a la Arkham. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> take that. We also have Sir X-Men drops an additional $2, two $2 Super Chat and says, how about a brand-new Kaboom from 1981? That game, when it was infuriating because of the, pa the paddles were so loose. And I always missed it. I, that's a good game, though. Um, mm -hmm. And the second one is Test Drive Unlimited three to be an xbox because i'd like to see test uh, test drive come back but here's one from brother miss uh, or yeah brother brother miss i think it's how it's pronounced he says vicarious visions reboot vigilante 8 bring back the classic vehicles with a more modern look and then vehicles from halo 2 rage to wolfenstein gears etc i love that freaking idea that is absolutely amazing and we have uh ham solo 05 gaming check out his channel on youtube he drops a two dollars and says we flexed money now now we need to see the quality indeed absolutely 100 percent and uh Danny Passion Official drops a $5 super chat and says, do you guys think that Microsoft needs to stop Call of Duty from releasing every year and why? Please like uh, and sub this amazing channel, Call of Duty will be exclusive. Yeah, thanks so much for that, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And yeah, they have to. They have to stop it. They have to bring it back to every three years. Uh, for the simple fact is when, they, uh, when you take Infinity Ward and you just make them the Call of Duty developer, 
you allow them to really bring us a next gen, fully realized uh, uh, Call of Duty that isn't being rushed out every year. And what that does is all of the eight other studios that were the salt mines, as as Ante calls them, <laughs> of Call of Duty, will be able to actually make games they want to make. It's it's going to be an burning incredible. out those talented creatives, yeah. burning them out, wanting yeah. them to quit gaming. Come on now, it's time, it, it, it's time it, to it, let it, them it, breathe. But you let them breathe indeed. And so let's get to the outro. We'll start first with Ante. Thank you so much for jumping in. Uh, you have a big show, and I think it's going to be the biggest show of your YouTube career coming tomorrow. By all means, brother, sell that show. Sell your brand. Tell them about the Gaming Circle podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow morning. We all cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to get wild and crazy as we tend to do on these shows. And, and you know, when I give Everborn a mic, I just have to, you know, keep the mute button closed just in case. But, you know, it's going to be fun tomorrow. But before I get to that, there is 661 people in this live live stream right now. I bet not all of you are subscribed to Boom's channel. He is less than 200 or so away. Come on now, people. Let us do something here. Here's the, the official count as of right count? now. Eight, 9,883. We are 117 away. Come on. From 10 I bet most of you are not subscribed. And there's 600 of you in here. Do yourself a favor. Do this man a favor. He he has he has gone above and beyond. How many podcasts have you done in the last three this days? This is the or so? sixth one this week, and I have one more tomorrow, which is the Game of the Year show. The it'll, man, be a, it'll be a, a gambit of seven shows in six days. The man is literally bleeding on the stone for you people. <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> to you, the man. channel. We want to see this thing hit 10K today. Come on now. But yes, I appreciate you guys letting me jump in here. I'm supposed to be at work. Luckily, my, my boss does not like gaming gaming content, so he doesn't know what I'm doing. But yes, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> TKO Asante on Twitter. I hit 1,000 subscribers overnight. I don't know how the heck that happened, but I appreciate those who will follow it. It's, it's really fun. Now I, I, I put something out there, and a lot of people reply back. I'm like, whoa, this, it's like a wave. It's amazing. Uh, we will be doing the Gaming Circle podcast this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So far, and we don't know who else might decide to, ah, I'm jumping in because, you know, it's it's a party and we always enjoy we enjoy anybody wanting to jump in. So far, we have community well, from the community from uh, uh, Hello, uh, um, Good Morning Xbox from Noof Newcomb's channel. We have Scrubners coming and we have from Xbox Era, we have OBM also joining us because the conversation needs to be had and they want to have their piece of, the, uh, uh, of their thoughts also on there. So expect a bit of a crazy show we're gonna have a lot of fun so it, again that is 10 a.m eastern standard time the gaming circle podcast oh and, and now i have to also say either live on youtube or on all of your favorite podcasts. i love it on the rss feeds that's Indeed. right so now yeah. it is it is on your it is on your android devices if you want and you apple apple heathens i i got something for y'all as well so it's on your apple podcast <laughs> as well oh, see i lost great. subscribers on that one forgive uh, me <laughs> i love it that's great yeah, well listen, thank you guys for letting me jump in your your success is only uh uh, uh levied by the tenacity that you bring to every show whether it's my show that you're on or your own show uh, you, you know, you're fair, you're a very knowledgeable. And if you're not sub to this guy, I, I folks, I'll tell you that right now, you're doing it wrong. If you like what boom is putting down, you got to sub this man's channel. He is a new voice on the scene that you need to support because this is the year 
of the small content creator. I want to see everyone that is working with me succeed because you know what? There are too many crummy, uh, you know, shows out there that use hate mongering as their, uh, you know, course of action. And we, we don't want to do that. You don't want to support those people. We want them to go the way of the dodo. We want to see the small content creator that loves gaming for gaming and this community to succeed. And he's someone that you definitely got to support. So thank you, uh, Fuzzy Belvedere. You're another small creator who happens to really like um, racing games, specifically Forza, (laughs) and that does rule your channel, but that does not mean that's the only thing on your channel. Where could people reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, sub your growing YouTube channel? Well, I want to thank you for having me on and having this great panel with us today. And man, just so awesome to be here in the chat and everything. And although we may not all agree in the chat, but you guys kept it civil. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> but uh, for anybody curious to see my uh, Forza videos or NASCAR videos, um, definitely just do a search for Fuzzy Belvedere on YouTube or to see my ramblings of you know racing games or even Insurgency Sandstorm. That's kind of my my new hook, too. A lot of people uh, like that game, dude. Like a yeah. lot of people are really enjoying that game. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. And then on Saturdays, you can find me on FSP with Mav and Key on Fun Speculations channel. And then later that night on PTK Blam's channel for the shop podcast with PTK Blam, oh, Han yeah. Soul, and Centauri1307. And I totally forgot. I will be on uh, on the show with you this weekend. Uh, nice. The CPK, nice. The shop. Indeed. So I'll talk to you then again, good sir. All right. <laughs> Forgive me. Continue. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be so awesome having you on there and you can also find me on Mondays with Mav on Fun Speculations channel doing tidbits, which is like the week of releases as far as new games coming out that week. A lot of them fly under the radar and we try to you know, highlight some of those small gems that you may have you know, missed during the year. Nice. But thank you so much, Boom. You're awesome. And anybody that hasn't subscribed now, definitely subscribe to this man's channel. He's a pillar in the community. Always great content always great takes thank you sir very and kind of you to say Appreciate i, I can't it. stress it enough thank you so much thank you brother and crispy bomb you you're on another show that seems to be very popular and i, I imagine the conversation that's going to happen this week is going to be epic tell everyone where they could check that out and where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media first thing i gotta say is sub to this man's channel please i want <laughs> Thank you. at least by the end of the week we gotta get ten thousand, man like we had almost we had over 800 people in here at one point shout out to you guys and it was pretty civil you know i'm a yeah. mod i didn't have to do a lot of thumb warring down there but <laughs> you know it's at crispy bomb on twitter crispy bomb 28 xbox live you can find me on retro renegades tuesday night 7 p.m we got the next podcast 8 p.m prime time and back here on breakfast with boom friday 10 a.m well, thank you very much for the compliments and, of course, you being here every week. Uh, last and no way least, let's talk about VJ, who has made his way back to the show. He took a little bit of a sabbatical, uh, but 
in complete VJ form, just delivered a killing blow with his proper etiquette when he speaks, and more importantly, his lovely and outstanding English accent. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, brother. It's great to have you back. Can't wait for you to be back and, and, and continue to just, you know, really add your expertise of the industry into the conversation. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, VJ, and what other shows are you going to be on? I'm blushing, boom. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was just going to say, I was, I was listening to Fuzzy, and uh, my goodness, he, he has a, such a lovely, calm, and measured voice box and intellect to go with it. Yeah, it's just really great. Really great. And, um, I, I just wanted to say thanks to, um, to, to Stubbs Gaming and Rip, Rip, Rick Payne, amongst others, for leaving a message for me um, on the YouTube chat, but I couldn't reply because I'm not, not on YouTube, so I apologize for that. Um, you can find me here on Fridays um, at the, from the, the Grace of Boom. And um, you can also find me on Midweek Gaming, which goes live um, every Wednesday. And uh, again, Boom, it's great to be back. And, uh, and again, I always say this. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate the invite. Well, it's great to have you a part of it. And everyone, listen, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming to helping me eventually get to 10K. This has been a long journey, uh, four years worth the first video, which is awful. And if you want to see how awful it is, you can go and see my first video. It was uh, November 3rd of 2017, and it was terrible. But it's up there for perspective. And uh, I've only been doing live content for three years. That's it. Uh, started out like everyone else making videos, but if you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing to the channel. Um, and uh, I'll close out the show with something that is important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. <laughs>